1: Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever. Interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate?
0: Welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate intuition with Melanie Barnum, author of Intuition at Work, Trust Your Gut to Get Ahead in Business and in Life. Melanie is a psychic medium, coach and counselor who has been working with clients for over 20 years and has written many, many books on psychic development. Welcome, Melanie. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Certainly, certainly. I was geeking out earlier about how you are actually, or actually through your husband related to P.T. Barnum. I think that is so cool. (laughs) Right? 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 (laughs) So cool. (laughs) Um, And then you happen to be coming to us from Cape Cod on vacation. What a trooper.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's pretty difficult to be on vacation in Cape Cod. (laughs) It's beautiful here.
0: Oh, I can imagine. I keep hearing how wonderful it is there. So thank you mm-hmm. for joining joining me on vacation. That's really cool. And um, I'm excited about this book, Intuition at Work. It is so at my alley as a former corporate drone with Hallmark and with a, a publishing company myself, and uh, now you know launching my own um, pri- private practice here. Doing the same, many of the same things that you do. Um, so your background is also in, in business and you had been a corporate comptroller.
2: I was the controller of a company for many years. Yeah. And uh, then I had left that job after I had my first baby. And the whole time I was there, I kind of felt like, okay, this is not where I'm supposed to be but I was also very left, right brain. So I needed a balance. I needed to have that business side and that kind of analytical side, as well as, you know, the intuitive, um, you know, different kind of creative side. So I did need that balance.
0: Right, you needed that balance. And so um, and so you left the corporate business world and decided that there is a, a better way, perhaps? Um, So I'll try
2: and give you a short version. Uh, I ended up leaving that job because, as I said, I just had my first baby and I wanted to create a way that I could be with her. And I didn't want to go into the office every day and be without my daughter. So I opened up, uh, my husband and I together kind of opened up a children's consignment store. And it was that store that I was able to have my, uh, my first daughter and then eventually my second daughter with me. But while I was um, still the controller of a company and trying to figure out what I was going to do, I felt like I was standing in the dining room of my home and I felt like somebody hit me over the head. And I heard the words, you need to do this work now. And here I am, the controller of a company about to open a store. And immediately I knew what they were talking about. They being my guides, my loved ones on the other side. And I just knew, I knew that it was about me doing intuitive work and helping other people. But because I was so kind of rational and I was, you know, so in that part of my brain, I said, there is no way I'm going to hang a shingle that says psychic and just start doing that. Like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So I set out to learn everything that I could about psychic development and how it worked. And I realized that I definitely had an affinity for it. And I had always been comfortable with it. And I had always read people, but I didn't realize that everybody didn't do that. I thought that was normal. So once I started learning from teachers all over the world and practicing, I realized that this was really my gig. This is, you know, this is who I was. It was what I was supposed to do. And it just, everything fell into place and it just felt right. Oh, and
0: wow. that was,
2: again, over 20 years ago. So.
0: Wow. You yeah. Know. <laughs> No turning back, as they say.
2: Definitely not.
0: And you're also a counselor. When did you set up?
2: I do intuitive counseling. So, you know, I majored, and this is another strange thing that people kind of shake their heads about. When I went to college, I majored in accounting and minored in psychology because, (laughs) you know, I always had that balance. I needed that left, right brain thing. Um, so I do a lot of intuitive counseling, which essentially means that I work with clients monthly, sometimes every two weeks, to help them kind of keep on track or to to mentor their own abilities, um, but also just kind of help guide them and counsel them in that way.
0: Oh, I see. That's a wonderful service to do. I mean, yeah, um, right. To, just to help people figure things out, work with spirit rather than against it and um, kind of step into their own as well. And then you've also yeah. taken on hypnotherapy. What type of hypnotherapy do you do?
2: So I pretty much uh, do any type of hypnosis, but I really love doing past life regression hypnosis. Yeah. So I'm certified in, you know, everything from weight loss and cessation to past life therapy facilitation to, um, you know, empower yourself type Hypnosis, um, hypno coaching, I'm certified in. There's so many things that, you know, I've become certified in, but what I'm really passionate about is everything that kind of has to do with the, the spiritual side. So the intuitive side, the past life side, the, you know, why are we here uh, doing what we do today as opposed to, um, just doing like smoking cessation. There's a reason that we're, that we're smoking, or there's a reason that we're overweight, or there's a reason that we're underweight. You know, we're, we're always trying to kind of improve ourselves, but I like to kind of get to the core of what's going on. And usually by helping people to tune into their own intuition and helping people to even figure out who they were before they were here, um, that gets, that gets us kind of flowing and gets us helping what, 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 we'd like to change in this lifetime.
0: Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now growing up, did you know that you had any of these gifts?
2: So, like I said, I always read people. Yeah. Um, I was always able to kind of feel people. And I never knew that that was different than what everybody else did on a daily basis. But I never thought that I was super psychic. I didn't really see ghosts. We had a ghost in our house, but that was about it. Um, and that was normal to me, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't any great thing. So I never really saw ghosts. Um, you can see, I get tingly and that's just energy. So when my guides, my spirits are around, I just start to, you know, itch my head. So you'll see my hair going out to here by the end of the session, probably. (laughs) Um, but I, you know, thankfully I was never struck by lightning. I never had a near death experience. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't have any of those, um, kind of life-altering moments. yeah. But I was always, again, able to just read people. And then it really changed that day when it felt like somebody hit me over the head and I heard those words and that was it. That was kind of my wake up call.
0: Right. But you didn't think it was weird. You didn't think it was outside the realm of possibility at all.
2: No, not at all. Because actually I'd always been into it. I'd always enjoyed, you know, Um, the idea of being psychic, even though I never thought that I was until I realized that I really was. Um, And I never, I never disagreed with it. I'm one of the funniest things, actually, I'm here on vacation with a friend and uh, it's funny because we'll, we'll go to get a reading. And I always say you go in first because I don't even, I don't want to waste my time because I am super skeptical. So even though I'm very, very open and I'm always looking for a good reading or a good reader, and there's a lot of people out there that are great, don't get me wrong, but I'm also super, super skeptical about psychics (laughs) and I am one.
0: Same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's normal, right? I I think we should have that integrity. We should have that Mm -hmm. just kind of, um, you know, it's all throat chakra, the integrity meter. Um, just there, there are good readers out there and there are people who are not quite so in tune and even good readers don't always connect with people. And people are very difficult to, to read. Um, so once you, once you got the proverbial two by four upside the head and knew that you needed to do this. What was the reaction of, of your family? What did people think around you?
2: Uh, to be honest, they thought it was totally cool. <laughs> they, I love it. You know, totally cool. Like they all were on board. Everybody was like, "That's awesome." Um, you know, go for it. I again, I was I was a new mom, and my husband said, "Do what you got to do. Like if you have to go away for a couple of days to a class, do it." You know, like he knew it was part of my calling. So, um, you know, and the rest of my family is very, my whole family, my sister, my mom was, my brother, I I truly believe that they're all very intuitive. Um, Not necessarily mediums, you know, they're they're not talking to dead people, but (laughs) I do think that they're all very intuitive.
0: Right. So there there were really no surprises there and tons of support, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you know, some friends drop off because they kind of think you're a little crazy or, you know, they don't necessarily believe until they do and they start asking you what you can do for them. You know, the, the questions about, you know, oh, what do you get about this? Because they come to a fork in the road for something. Um, and usually those are the friends that say, you know, oh you know, this is real. Um, but, you know, you do lose some people along the way because it is hard. It's not something that as much as you can give to people if they're not ready to believe or to be open about it you know I'm not going to try and force anybody so you do lose some or some I shouldn't say lose some but some friendships will fade away Um, and that happens anyway but for the most part I was very supported and still am
0: Mm -hmm. well you've certainly been doing it long enough it's not a you know flash in the pan it's not a fly-by-night right. type of operation. You've certainly dedicated yourself to it. So there's that. And then you started writing books along the way. Was your first book the Book mm-hmm. of Psychic Symbols?
2: It was. So that came out in 2012. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry about that. My earphone just fell out. <laughs> um, that came out in 2012. And that book... I just kept having a feeling that I had to write a book essentially about developing your own intuition. And it kind of morphed into that uh, book of psychic symbols.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Now, were any of these symbols downloaded to you? Where, where did you go to find these symbols?
2: So one of the things that happens most often with people when they're trying to do readings or when they're trying to tune into their intuition is our guides, our loved ones, our helpers from the other side will send us information in a way that we can interpret. Yeah. So they'll send us things often symbolically. So whether you see things with your clairvoyance, whether you hear with your clairaudience, whether you feel things with your clairsentience or you you just know things, your claircognizance, it doesn't really matter, but they'll use what they can to try and give you even some like evidence or information as easily as possible. So what happens is they start sending you symbolic information. So you might see a picture or an image in your mind. It may just be a quick flash. And usually that's all it is. And you start to learn how to decipher what those symbols mean. And they can then take you to being able to use those specific symbols for yourself. Um, You know, the next time you're trying to do something or the next time you're trying to tune into your own intuition or trying to help somebody else. And I tell people all the time, my book of psychic symbols has a like a glossary or a dictionary of over 500 symbols in the back of the book, yeah. which can be used as references for intuition, guidance, used as references for dreams to help you interpret dreams. But I also tell people that the main thing that you have to do with symbolic imagery or symbolic messages is create a journal and write down your own because my symbolic Imagery will not always be the same as yours. For example, when I do a reading, if I get get a mother that's passed, not all the time, but often I'll see a baseball diamond. And I know for most people, (laughs) that is not going to be the image of a mom that's passed. But for me, towards the end of my mom's life, she started loving baseball. I have no idea why. It's never been a thing in our family But at the very end, she started loving baseball. So when I see a baseball diamond Mm -hmm. in my mind's eye, it's either literally somebody plays baseball and they're acknowledging that, or it's about either my mom coming through for whatever reason, or they lost their mother and that mother's trying to come through. So they'll give me a symbol or an image that I can use to help my clients. And it's again, the same thing. It's not just universal symbols which are very common and prevalent for people especially when they're just starting out trying to tune in Um, but it's also personal symbols that you start to acknowledge and recognize and once you do that you can create again a psychic symbols journal for yourself so you can refer to that or reference reference that
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for me a symbol of an airplane is typically somebody with a substance abuse occasionally it'll be someone who you know had had a plane or worked on planes or things like But it's typically somebody who like to be flying high and get outside oh. in that way. So yeah, these symbols can be very individual. And I, I just, I was really interested to see that that title. I think I'm going to check that out. Then yeah. you also got Llewellyn's Little Book of Psychic Development, Manifest Your Year, Psychic Abilities for Beginner, Beginners, Psychic Abilities Beyond Beginners, psychic vision, and the steady way to greatness. So you're pretty prolific. Do you like writing? Yeah.
2: I actually love writing. I love it. So over the past nine years, um, I've published eight books and, um, you know, Llewellyn has been great and has given me the platform to be able to publish them and it's interesting because everybody always asks me, well, how did you, you know, how did you hook up with Llewellyn? Like, that's a huge publishing it's house. huge. It's huge. And I tell them the truth. Like, I tuned into my intuition and I looked at the published spine of my first book. And just in my mind, because it wasn't published yet. It didn't have an image or anything. And I saw the moon, the crescent moon, and that's Llewellyn's symbol. Yes. Um, you know, that's their sign or their their image and that's their logo. And I said, well, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like there's no way they're gonna want me as an author. And I tell you, I just sent out one query letter to them and it started kind of rolling. And I said, well, I, I might have to send out more letters to other people. And then I said, no, like this is amazing and this is what I was supposed to do. And sure enough, Like I said, I've had a relationship with them now for, you know, almost 10 years and it's been fantastic. So.
0: Yeah. They're a fantastic publisher and they, you know, one of the really big names in psychic studies, spiritualism, all of that stuff, the metaphysical huge house. So so let's, uh, let's shift over to your newest book, intuition at work. So, um, why did you decide that this needed to be brought into the world?
2: So, you know, this book came about in a different way. I was actually really? at a weekend with a group of women. We call ourselves, we call it the goddess weekend. We pretty much do it every week or every year. I'm sorry. And among the people at the goddess weekend were great friends of mine, but they were, there's a lot of professionals. You know, there's uh, a very... High ranking, like incredible attorney. There are, you know, different psychotherapists that are amazing worldwide, um, all different types of professional and um, spiritual people. And so we started talking about intuition and how you could use it at work and how it could help you in your career and how we could kind of make that crossover between business and intuition because a lot of business people don't really believe in intuition even though they use it all the time they may not recognize it as such but they're using it all the time so i decided to write this book intuition at work to help with that kind of that crossover and allow people to understand how they could further their career how they can start to love what they do and make something from what they desired instead of just working a, a day job you know that that kind of old cliche, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life is very true. When you love what you do, it doesn't feel like you're working anymore. So I wanted to give people that opportunity to be able to kind of access that um, from their intuitive awareness, but also it's a play on words. So it's using your intuition at work, but it's also putting your intuition to work for you. So it's not just about your career. It's about life in general. And using your intuition and helping, helping yourself to feel better and to be happier in general by using your intuition. Mm-hmm.
0: So many of the big titans in our in the business world, but also just in our civilization, credit intuition. Steve Jobs said intuition is more powerful than intellect. Um, mm-hmm. Oprah credits her intuition. Warren Buffett. Um, Wayne Dyer, of course, and Albert Einstein even thought intuition <laughs> was, like, one of the most important things you could have. And so this is yep. not a new concept, but, um, you know, it's it's one that's, I think, just bears repeating so many times. So how did you, like, get started um, with knowing, like, what needed to go in the book, how it was going to be ordered, et cetera? I just started thinking about what it is that people ask me.
2: What questions did people have? What did people want answers to in my, you know, essentially in my personal um, life? Like, what did people ask me about in regards to my career? What did people ask me about in regards to my own intuition? And I started using those questions and using stories um, from people or stories from actual readings that I had done. And that is kind of what formed the book itself. And just all of my books, essentially, except for Manifest Your Year, all of my books have stories of real life readings yeah. um, that I use to kind of help people learn or help people understand the point I'm trying to make, or how things can happen and manifest in their reading to show them you know, what's happening. And I also have exercises in all of my books to help people practice and learn because I personally am very hands-on. I can't just read about something. I need to be able to practice it. I need to be able to put it to use in my life. And by sharing true stories again, it helps me to explain things in a different way. And I think it helps readers relate more because they can say, oh yeah, that's happened to me. Or, oh, that sounds very true. Or that makes a lot of sense now. So if I'm trying to explain a concept by sharing a story that helps to explain that concept, um, people seem to connect better and they're able to relate more. And it helps me to explain it because I think again, the hands-on that combined with the exercises really helps people.
1: Support for the Radiate Wellness Podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. Would you like to support this podcast? Visit radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast for more information.
0: Right. And um, your book branches off into to different types of topics that are really, really useful, not only in business, but in life. So basically demystifying intuition, um, calling mm-hmm. in helpers, intuitive awareness from dreams, um, Feeling energy between people, expanding your energy, manifestation, um, just so many different different topics. So I, I know that this book is very hands-on, very, very, very useful. And yeah, you've got exercises, which I think is so fun. Um, mm-hmm. How did you develop your exercises? Well,
2: oftentimes I just use my intuition. And I say, you know, what can help somebody to figure this out? And other times it's things that I've used with other people. It's things that I've used with my clients, things that I've used when I've been mentoring others. Um, and it's it's things that I think would help me to develop my own intuition and things, you know, exercises that I know would help other people. So it's just essentially things that I kind of come up with.
0: Right, right. Um- so what are some of your favorite exercises?
2: I like to do a lot of visualization because I think people can relate to that a lot. Um, so, you know, a lot of visualization really kind of helps because it, it teaches you that not only uh, do you have to use your actual intuition, but you have to develop your imagination. And it's okay to use your imagination to connect to your intuition because your imagination is where you'll see all these symbolic you know images or you'll be able to visualize something in your imagination that can help you to tune into your intuition so i like to use a lot of visualization exercises
0: Right. You know, the the mind does not know the difference really between a, a visualization and the and the real thing. That's why so many mm-hmm. professional athletes, you know, the Olympics are now in the news and so many Olympic athletes use visualization to practice their their sport. Because right. it's all in the right hemisphere of the brain anyway. So can you maybe walk us through one of your favorite exercises?
2: Sure. So one of the the most important ones that I'll tell people is to learn how to protect yourself in a positive way. Yes. Um, So if you want, Mm -hmm. I can go ahead and lead you on a kind of meditative exercise. Um, I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay. So go ahead and just get comfortable and put your feet on the floor if they're not already there. You can take anything out of your hands and close your eyes and take a nice, deep breath. Good. And then take another nice deep breath and actually just imagine you could see that oxygen flowing down through your mouth and through your throat and down into your lungs and your abdomen area. And Allow your abdomen to really expand. And as you breathe out, just imagine you can feel any negativity or any toxins, anything that no longer belongs to you or no longer needs to be in your body or in your mind or in your spirit. Allow those things, just exhale out and imagine you can feel them. It may feel... like a release or it may feel like you're getting rid of all kinds of gunk in there may feel heavy it may even feel sharp or kind of annoying and that's okay but then as you breathe in again just imagine you're breathing in only positive energy and that you can feel that expanding your lungs and traveling through your body going through your entire circulatory system all the way down to the tips of your toes and up to the top of your head. And now we want to protect ourselves. So imagine that at arm's length, and if you'd like, you can even put your hands out in front of you, palms out, fingers up. And just imagine that all around you, that distance, in the front of you, on the side of you, on the bottom, on the top, behind you, all around you is a screen, like a window screen. And just like a window screen keeps you protected from annoying bugs or insects or things that want to come in to bother you things that want to come in to kind of suck out your energy or to jab at you and create little areas of negativity in your body, in your mind, and your spirit. Imagine that this screen is also keeping out anything negative. But at the same time, this screen is allowing everything positive to come in. It allows that oxygen, it allows the beautiful scents of flowers around you. You may be able to hear the birds, see the colors of nature everywhere, the beautiful healing greens, the blues. And now just imagine that that screen pushes out just a little bit further and it keeps anything negative out. Protects you from any of those little annoyances, anything that wants to come in and bother you, anything that is not yours or that doesn't belong to you. And imagine that it's letting in all of the positive energy, everything that's positive for you in this moment and in your future. And it's also letting in. Your positive breath that's allowing your intuition to begin to build up. And that positive energy can travel all the way from the very tips of your toes, up through your legs, and through your root chakra, your base chakra, your foundation, right at the base of your spine. And it moves all the way up through all of your chakras, all the way up your spine. And every breath that brings that positive energy up all the way to the very top of your head or your crown chakra. And imagine that that crown chakra opens up into a funnel shape. And as it does, just imagine beautiful violet color reaching up from the top of your head, combining with an amazing silver sparkly energy that's coming in through the screen and allowing you to take positive messages, ideas, thoughts, and guidance from the universe and the energy around you. And it fills you up with that positivity, positive energy. And you know that you can Shut that funnel down a little bit as you need it so that you can go on with your day and not stay wide open. But you can keep it open a little bit just so that you can continue to get inspiration and positivity from the universe and the energy around you. take a nice deep breath in, creating that positive energy again. Allowing it to circle around you all around that area inside of your screen and even allow some of it to be pushed out through the screen to share with others. Keeping that negativity out and allow that screen to stay up and to expand or to get smaller whenever you need it around you. Knowing that anytime you need to feel protected or anytime you need to allow yourself to receive information or intuition or inspiration from the universe, from the energy that connects us all, you can go ahead and open that funnel back up just a little bit more. And take a nice deep breath. And whenever you're ready now, just open your eyes.
0: Welcome back. Thank you, Melanie. That was beautiful.
2: Oh, you're beautiful.
0: so welcome. Oh my goodness! I had this beautiful kind of lavender, sparkly energy just coming in. It was just divine, just divine. That's awesome. It's a wonderful meditation, and I can I can imagine a work team. Whoops, lost your video. There we go. I can imagine. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I can imagine a work team sitting together and doing something like this to kind of set the energy for the day. And um, I would hope more more people in business would, would, um, would key into that. But on an individual basis, I can see how valuable something like this would be throughout the day.
2: Yeah. It also helps, you know, you mentioned work. It helps to keep any... Uh, negativity from clients or from customers or from even patients illness it kind of helps to keep um, that energy out and allows you to continue with your positive energy and it helps even if you know you have a cranky boss or you have a, a co-worker or somebody that works for you that you need to be able to just separate their own negativity their own crankiness their own energy their own bad day right in order to continue having a good day for yourself, it really helps that situation. It helps you to be able to, you know, keep that positive energy within and not let the negativity affect you. So it helps in all different types of situations.
0: Right, right. I hear from too many people who consider themselves empaths, but work in like call centers or work Mm -hmm. in planes departments, customer service, right? right? Um, Or even... Therapists, counselors, um, social workers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who take on everybody's stuff throughout their day. So I could imagine that this would be a very good visualization for folks who work face to face with um, with people like that. And yeah, the cranky bosses. My goodness, I've been in places <laughs> where, my goodness, we have to ask each other, "Have you seen the boss today? How's she doing? She in a good mood?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Very true.
0: It is very true. But you know, but how do you find that when we all do this type of and I call it self-care, when we do this type of self-care, mm-hmm. it shifts the people around us too. Do you find that Oh, it
2: definitely self-care? does because it changes the energy, right? We're all connected, so it's helping to change the energy of everybody around you, not just yourself.
0: Right. For sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, that's a a wonderful, wonderful technique. I love that. And, uh, you know, your book is full of these, the visualization, so many visualizations. Visualize to sell, visualize your goals, um, creating your bubble, um, even meet your spirit guide. That's really refreshing in a book about intuition at work. I think really cool. How do you bring in guides for perhaps a working environment?
2: Well, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. A lot of times people are getting information and they don't know where it's coming from, or they're asking the universe for help and they don't even know who they're asking.
0: Right.
2: So I I always tell people, you know, start thinking about or start imagining that you've got somebody helping you on the other side, that you've got these different guides that are there just for you Mm -hmm. and take it from there, just start imagining that. And it's amazing how many people will say, wow, like I've always, I've always felt there was like Sarah next to me and I don't know who that is. <laughs> and, you know, it's amazing how they start to realize that, you know, there are guides out there that are there for them, different types of spirit guides too. Not, you know, people don't just have one guide with them for the rest of their lives. No. They have multiple guides for many different reasons. Right. And so I tell people all the time, you know, if you're, if you're looking for Um, something in particular, or if you're, you know, trying to ask your deceased loved ones for help too, like, make sure you ask the right guys or the right people. I always joke that if I needed help uh, medically, or if I needed help with healing in some way, I'd ask my mom because she was a critical care nurse for her entire life. And, you know, the head nurse of critical care, she was very smart, a brilliant woman, and she was amazing at healing. So I would always ask for my mom's help. But if I needed, mon- you know, help with money issues or with money stuff, finances, I would never ask my mom because she was terrible. <laughs> um, but I might ask, you know, somebody else in my family or somebody else that's past that I know for help with, you know, financial downloads or, you know, information about what I should do about something. Or I might call in a money guide to help me oh. specifically, with, you know, to help me with with a direction on what I should do or how I should do something.
0: Right. Well, right. there's, there's ascended masters. There's archangels that just abound exactly. all around us. We can call in whoever exactly. we want. Are you familiar with uh, Napoleon Hill who wrote think and grow rich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he talked about having his own board of directors. I can't remember what he called them, but he would call in living deceased, Abraham Lincoln, Henry Ford, all these titans that he looked up to that were his personal board of directors and this was was writing about this in the 30s and 40s so yeah we can we're never alone never alone so many wonderful guides so yeah um, for sure yeah for and on
2: that note too on that note too i would love to say that use use people that resonate with you you know, as you're sitting, you talking about like Abraham Lincoln or Henry Ford. They may not resonate with other people. Use the people that resonate with you. And that will build that connection that much faster and that much stronger. And by asking people to come in and to help you, you're not just asking that one particular person. You're asking like-minded helpers, like-minded guides, like-minded deceased you know, relatives, loved ones, um, other deceased spirit guides. You're, or guides, you're asking for like-minded people or people that were like that to come in and help you. So you're, you're not necessarily just getting Abraham Lincoln. You're getting other people that believed in abolishing slavery or believed in civil liberties or, you know, was very powerful. Um, you're, you're asking for that type of guide to come in to help you.
0: Well, and sometimes we can just say like, you know, you had mentioned, I need a money guide.
2: Exactly,
0: right, and yeah. then they'll show up. Whoever we need mm-hmm. will just show up, right? So that's it's important to um, you know we're not in this alone. No, no person is an island. Whatever, whatever quote you like, but we're we always have help. We always have somebody with us, and that's important to mention. Um, so what else do you think is important for people to know about your work? Anything we haven't touched on that you think is important to mention?
2: Um, Well, the logistics of it, you know, because of the pandemic, I shut down my actual physical office. So I'm doing all video or phone sessions. And it's interesting because people that have come to me for many, many years and have asked me, you know, when are you going to open up your office? And I say, I'm, I'm not really sure if I'm going to open a physical office right now. Um, and they get a little nervous about it because they feel like, you know, they have to be sitting in front of me and, you know, practically touching me for me to be able to do the reading. And I tell people, I do readings for people all around the world. You don't have to be in the same spot. It's all about the energy, So one of the main things that, you know, a lot of people don't understand is that you can connect to people intuitively. I can connect with my readings and my work. I can connect to people all around the world and not have to even see them. It can just be on the phone. And then, you know, I also do email readings. So I'm able to offer people guidance through email. So I don't ever even see them or talk to them. I just, you know, tune into their energy because we're all made up of energy and, Again, logistically, if you are a professional psychic or a medium as myself or a coach, um, you're able to do that. You're able to connect to that energetic level of a person and what's around them. You don't have to be touching them. I did a reading for somebody, um, I don't know, within the last six months, I guess. And it was a Zoom session. And I was kind of tuning into one of their deceased loved ones And I was talking all about how they acted and what they did. And I was kind of, you know, giving them a synopsis of what their loved one wanted them to know about. And, you know, those aha moments that there's, there's nothing, you know, there's no way I could possibly know what I was telling them. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what? I think they just left. Like I'm not really getting anything else from them. And my client looked at me on the zoom session and you see how, when I tune in, I kind of close my eyes a lot. Um, So my client kind of looked at me and she said, you are not going to believe this. But as you were talking, I could see like a glow around you. And then all of a sudden, when you said, oh, I think they just left, I saw a ball of energy literally raise up away from your head and fly away, (laughs) like right out of the screen. (laughs) And it's because it doesn't matter where we're located. You know, if, if your relatives want to get in touch with you or if you're looking for guidance in some way, and I'm trying to help you with that guidance, then they're going to give me the energy that I need to connect to you.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if we can connect with those on the other side, if we connect with angels, ascended masters, none of them are even physical anyway. Right. That's what we're connecting with. So, yeah, absolutely. Phone, Zoom, email, it all works equally well. So you're still Mm -hmm. seeing clients, of course, in addition to writing. Of course. Mm -hmm. How can people reach out and contact you
2: so the best way to get in touch with me is my website melanie barnum.com um, i'm also on social media you can look me up on facebook twitter instagram linkedin all that good stuff just just look under melanie Barnum psychic um and you know follow me for different events or different things that are going on
0: yeah yeah um do you have anything coming up books events etc um off the top of my
2: head i'm not really sure but i know that i have um podcasts like a bunch of different podcasts that will either uh, be available to download or available to watch um and also about being available to uh, be able to i'm trying to think of i think i have two more coming up and some of them are actually live so some of the ones i do are live and they're able to call in but i'll post those on my social media so people can can see those and know when they're able to do that
0: perfect perfect so um yeah yeah, look for melanie barnum on facebook on instagram on Twitter. facebook instagram twitter LinkedIn, yeah. all the things, mm-hmm. all the things yeah. for opportunities. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, for opportunities to connect live and work one-on-one. So Melanie, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. I totally enjoyed the visualization. I, th- I think that was wonderful. I totally feel jazzed. So I was very glad that you did that and would bring that out for our listeners as well, because I hope everybody's going to go back and listen to it, use that visualization whenever you need it. Okay. So Melanie, thank you so much. And I I really appreciate you.
2: Oh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you too. It was great.